<laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> uh, that's how we started off the, the that's episode. It. That's it. Yeah. That just shows you how we are. We keeps it real. Gotta that's clear how our it throat. is. We got to clear our throats. We're going to clear them. It's got to be real. What's up, everybody? How you doing out there? Hope you're all having a good night, good day, whatever time it is, wherever you're watching. Hope everyone had a lovely weekend, and thank you for joining us once again on Jump Happy Street. Mother's Day, too, to the mothers oh, out there. If there's, if there's any day. mothers watching. Happy Mother's to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's. <laughs> Happy, mothers. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Happy, Happy mothers. mothers. Happy Mothers. To all the mothers out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, hopefully you guys spend some time with your... Uh, with your mothers or, mm-hmm. you know, people who, you know, who, who are mothers and, you know, you got to honor them a little bit today. But hopefully you're joining us now. Yeah, time to spend time with us now. Yeah, now it's our time. We're mothers now. <laughs> We're your mothers. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to We're go your mothers it. now. <laughs> We're your mothers now. <laughs> right, thank you, Barry, for joining us this evening. We have a couple special guests tonight. Very special guests. If you don't already, mm-hmm. do you want to, I don't know, you usually do the... Oh, the I don't know, Facebook iTunes? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> the Facebook iTunes. Okay, so yeah, thank you for joining us. And uh, if you don't already follow us on Facebook, like uh, go to our Instagram, go to iTunes, uh, go to our YouTube. Uh, you gotta hit that bell. Subscribe, just, hit the notification bell. We just got our first notification. Yeah, the notification <laughs> bell is really cool. And uh, yeah, if you, if you like everything that you see, please uh, go to Patreon and give us a little donation because it affords us the mobility to do uh, more things for out. the show. It helps yeah, us. Yeah, it out. helps. So uh, again, thank you very much. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd also like to shout out our Patreon supporters. I'll do them. Okay. Shout out to our Patreon supporters this month. We have Jared, Simon C., Anthony Lee, Sal Maz, Andrew Mignolo, and Michael Waite. And Michael Waite always wants to, also wants to give a shout out to Jeff Metz, who's getting married this weekend. Jeff Metz is getting married. Jeff Metz is getting married. Get, congratulations, oh Jeff Congratulations. <laughs> getting married to Kate. We didn't get a last name, but yeah. I guess it's going to be Kate yeah, There Metz. was a last name. I didn't put it for whatever reason. Maybe it's Kate Metz. I didn't now. want to get too personal. Okay, let's not make it too it's personal. It's our business. No, but congratulations <laughs> on that. Congratulations. And thank you again to all our Patreon supporters. It goes a long way. Yes. Very and uh, before we get into our sponsor, I just wanted to... Do you mind if I shut down the podcast for a second? <laughs> all right, shut down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, That's um, the new thing. Yeah, I just wanted to... If you guys who are some people oh, yeah. are listening, they're not going to be able to. to Fish see is this. very excited tonight. I'm very excited. <laughs> if those who are viewing the show, I have a new arm for my microphone, so I feel like a radio guy now. I can do yeah. all this cool stuff, and I'm going to be doing it all. When it gets intense, do- you have to be like, "Wait a minute." It Pull feels it really real. Oh, no, by, so, by the so way, you know, I just wanted to shout that out. We could start the podcast. No, again. but um, yeah. shout out to um, Iggy Lopez. He sent us like some proper arms. They're over there, <clears throat> but I don't have the mounts for them yet. They're like legit arms and they're actually kind of big. So we got to figure out a way to mount them on our little small table. Yeah. But shout out to Iggy Lopez for sending us, uh, sending us those arms over too. So we might upgrade the arms too soon eventually. Sick. So, yeah. Big shout out to Iggy. So get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Love Iggy, man. Um, we have our Patreon uh, monthly giveaway. Wink, it's not a Patreon monthly giveaway, but it is. Yeah. For legal reasons. Um, I got to do this live so people know that we're not full of shit. So okay. this is for the month of April. What just passed? April? Yeah, yes. This is for April. So if what you don't already, if you don't know already, um, we do a monthly giveaway to our Patreon supporters. So we randomly pick one name. But we don't. Wink, wink, we do. We don't wink, wink. Legal if reasons. Pa- if Mr. Can. Patreon's watching, we don't do that. Yeah, if Joe Patreon. <laughs> so this is... Joe Patrioni. <laughs> <laughs> this is our April monthly giveaway. Here we go. Here we go for the month of April Patreon giveaway. Let's see. We should do a drum roll. James A. Ridley. 
Congratulations, James Ridley. Either hit us. Hey, say what up. Congratulations, James Ridley. <laughs> Either hit us up or we will hit you up. Something will happen. And we'll get you one of any item from our online store. Cool. Just to show a little, giving back a little bit to yeah. all you people who help us out. Definitely. We appreciate everything. Yeah. And we appreciate the viewership. We appreciate it all. Uh, we have a WTF as well. We do. do oh, yeah. You don't even know the WTFs. I don't like, no time to do anything. Yeah. I just, I was uh, in Atlantic City with my brother celebrating yeah. his birthday. So uh, Austin set this episode up as I was driving up frantically to pick up our guests from the, from the ferry. So I appreciate that, Austin. But I don't know. So it's going to be a surprise yeah, to so me, let's see. as it is to everyone else at home. This week, it comes to us from... Oh, see, I, I got too lucky with the Patreon uh, names. They were too easy to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, Jay Cuthbertson. Let's That's not bad. Say, yeah, not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is super random. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. One more time. I've never seen anybody backflip off. So it's fakey to front. What do you, to side surf. Yeah. To, um, to another backflip thing. Miller? I don't know. That? It's not really a backflip if you're sideways like that. Yeah. Right? Hmm. What do people call that? We call it a side surf, but I feel like that's one of those things where people, people call people it call differently. It like a crab too. Crab walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah crab, crab walk. walk. Yeah. <laughs> I like the crab walk because that's just a sick. <laughs> it's like that's sick. <laughs> it's like you're you're fakey and you're forward at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, like a I don't even know what the hell that's called. It's like tight. a windmill of some sort. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so yeah. Shout out to uh, Jay Cuthbertson. Cuthbertson. Yeah, see, it wasn't just way, me. You did way better. Than it wasn't me. just me. And also, real quick before we begin, um, the Blading Cup series is about to begin. I just wanted to. Let people know that there is going to be um, next weekend, uh, May 25th, the Delta City Open, as well as the following week, uh, the Fontana Cup. Is it pronounced Fontana? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Fontana. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I thought I was like saying it like Fanta. Fanta. No, that's good. Fontana. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these things qualify you for the Blading Cup itself, and there's cash prizes and a whole bunch of other goodies. That's involved. awesome. Yeah. So if you're in the area... Uh, those but, qualifying events are a really good idea. Yeah, that's sick. Sick. yeah, mm-hmm. it's a nice little touch. Yeah. So if you're in Michigan for the Delta City Open or Fontana, California area and want to join those events, go for it. Check out the Blading Cup, their Instagram, Facebook, oh, whatever. Speaking of their Instagram, they, yeah. their old one was hacked. Yeah, yeah. And so follow them at their new one, which is, is at the Blading Cup. The Blading Cup. Yeah. Okay. So check them out for all the updates and all these events. Also, before we get our show started, it down? and our very, I'm not going to shut it down. Okay. No, this is part of the show. Okay. <laughs> but um, we have to talk about our very lovely sponsor. Yes, we do. That we have. Yes, we do. Which is, um, oh, I, have the thing I think for you it. have the spiel. I have the spiel. Mm-hmm. So, big shout out to our sponsor. Thank you for supporting. We have Turtle Pillow. So, if you guys don't already know, I actually have one with me here today this time. Uh, Turtle Pillow is a UK based travel accessory brand. Manufactures products to make you feel well rested in transit so that you are performing best wherever you're going. So we have we didn't have the uh, actual pillows to the show last time. Last time. Yeah. yeah. But we got them now. And you didn't even see this, so check this out. No, I haven't. <laughs> so yeah. Um so, so look how crazy that thing is. Hmm. So this is a looks like a Pretty good soft pillow here. <laughs> neck fitting. Well, I got the adjustment things. Yeah, I'll rock it. It's got so. the adjustable. Are you going to rock it? I'm going to show you how. Actually, I can't. I have the headphones on. Damn, I was about to say. But check it out. Turtle pillow. Yeah. Um, they're supporting a lot of people in the blade yeah, world they, right I, now. Yeah, I saw a few people put out like CJ. Yeah, CJ's always posting. Uh, Mary Mino, Mary Danny Mino's Aldridge. Yeah, a few ambassadors. Um, this is the Turtle Pillow Plus. It's fully yeah. got like an adjustable height thingy so you could, you know, different neck lengths. Yeah. For all you long neckers out there. 
<laughs> oh, you long neck exactly. And they also have compre- And it's also good for the little necks too. It's good for little necks too. The little yeah. necks, medium necks, yeah, all, all kinds all neck. of necks. Don't, yeah. They don't discriminate at turtle. No. No. <laughs> and they have nice compression socks too. So that uh look how funny these look. Yeah. Because they had a little feet. Because oh, okay. they're meant to be super wow. tight, I guess, to help your circulation when you're traveling on long holes. Oh, nice. So we also had a giveaway with them last week. Congratulations to the winner was Stephen Belvis. So if you guys missed that already, congrats, Stephen Belvis. Stephen Belvis. He won himself compression socks and a turtle pillow plus also. And for everyone else, check them out. Turtle pillow. Turtle pillow is number one. <laughs> <laughs> turtle pillow. We had a little song. We need to get a turtle jingle. Turtle pillow plus. We need turtle <laughs> pillow. Plus. Yes. <laughs> we need a jingle. If anyone knows a jingle guy, have him call us. A jingle guy. Yeah. Imagine that's like your job. Does honey. anyone have a jingle guy? Oh, there's totally jingle guys out Definitely there. jingle guys. Hell yeah. 100%. Hell yeah. Jingle guys. I'm a okay. So we well, I'm do- loosened up and ready for our guest. I'm ready to go too. Yeah. Okay. Well. And we're not. Let's get a big round of applause. For our first guest, he won the coin toss. If you haven't seen it on our Instagram story, Robbie Pitts. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Seriously honored that both of you guys wanted to have me on the show. It's really nice. We're very grateful that you're willing to come on. Oh man, I'm. You know, being in New York, it's like the perfect opportunity. So. I know. What are the odds that you would be in New York? You know. We we were like at first we were like, we got to get some international guests on here. And now they're just flooding in. No, it's true. I mean, New York is just such a cultural hub. You're just going to get people coming here left, right, and center. So I yeah, like we're lucky you, in that I know, sense. But you're all doing the right thing of like taking advantage of that. So yeah, we're trying yeah. to. We've yeah. we've been a bit fortunate with the guests, but um, yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely a place where people pass through a lot. So. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky for that. We're not yeah. in the middle of the country or something like that where there's for sure no one wants sure. to visit. We got to make up our yeah. own guests. But or as remote as Australia. Or as yeah, Australia has a ton of people though. <laughs> no, that's a ton true. of people. So. If anyone wants to podcast in Australia, you got a lot of options out there too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. First, that's what are you doing in New York? Well, uh, I've been here since Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I've been staying with John Jenkins, and basically, he and I have been um, working on a little uh, photo series together because he shoots a lot of fashion editorial stuff, mm-hmm. and basically, we've just been working on something about the past year, and he and I have been talking about working on projects together and just teed up to come out here to continue shooting on that and kind of wrap it up. And then at the same time, um, my good friend Patrick Ritter was going to be in town um, with also Matt Luda, um, or Matt Luduski, as mm-hmm. I should say, um, and Dominic Stransky and Sandra Gruen were coming as well. So Luda's I, here? Yeah, he's here as well. Yeah. Now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Sadly, I gotta, not, I gotta sadly not in in the house. Cause no, no, no. Well, can, yeah, yeah, that'd be weird yeah. if I didn't know he was in the yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, like I also hadn't met Dominic and Sandra before, and mm-hmm. you know, spoken to them online, and they seem like really great guys, and I'm a fan of their skating. So yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it was just perfect timing, like just coming out for all of that. So yeah. yeah, and this is well. So you're not even here for any skating thing. It's just straight like some oh, fashion stuff. Well, no, I mean like. Both, you know, because okay. like, yeah, the yeah, homies, yeah. I just, yeah. you know, I, I this is actually the first time I've been here in like the last two years. We're both for you know the the Boshi skate off, mm. and basically, I haven't been just for like a regular kind of visit and a you know a hangout skate session mm. kind of thing. So yeah. yeah, this trip's been really great. The last time I did that was in 2014, and I was Damn. here for just under a week and. I was here for the the, the Cosmo r- Memorial session. Oh, so uh, right. which was yeah. really awesome. I think that was the only. No, I skated twice. Actually, I think that trip. I also had a session at the Washington um, Heights Skate Park. Yeah, um, yeah. but was, yeah, yeah. Was the Cosmic Morris session uh, the under the bridge one? 
No, we met at the is it the the big skate park down in Chelsea Piers? Is that what okay. it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm. we went and skated street, kind mm-hmm. of from there cool. along the the riverside. Yeah. We hit like two spots. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. It was kind of like my first insight to seeing like the camaraderie of New York City because actually felt and I feel like I spoke about this with people at the time that it reminded me a lot of Melbourne and Australia in general because I feel like the scenes out there are like very close, you know, because we're so isolated. It, it definitely yeah. seems like that from our perspective too. Mm, for sure. And and yeah, I think it's important to like, because when you come to like the events, like uh, whether it be Bashi Pope or whatever mm-hmm. competition, you just don't get the same feel. Like, so yeah. you get to experience totally. more of that like yep. real session vibe as opposed to like the chaos that usually yep. ensues in the midst mm-hmm. of those events. Definitely. And you like for hopping sure. around too, skating from spot to spot. That's like something we used yep. to do that in, in Melbourne, right? Yeah, I that's mean, how when I was there, you skate so, like that too. So, like, since I've been here, like, it's really reminded me of just being back in at back home in Melbourne because, yeah. like, the public transport system is like really awesome, and mm-hmm. you basically do the same thing. Yeah, and yeah, just being able to like, I don't know, just the energy of being here in the city is is kind of um, electrifying. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just love being able to just like skate from spot to spot. I mean, yeah, personally, that's actually my preference. Yeah, I, I, I love like yeah in in. In LA, where I'm currently living, I love to do that. Just my favorite place to skate is downtown LA. I love to just go down there and just skate around, find things to skate, and mm-hmm. it it becomes its own like kind of um, like physical activity in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, getting from one spot to you're another. warmed up and you get to the spot yeah. that way. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's, it's so common, you know, in this, like California to have to drive places, mm-hmm. and that's that's fine. You end up going to good spots, you know, that might be a bit more remote or whatever. But there's something um, so kind of like I find just so fun and exhilarating when you um, don't really know what you're going to skate and yeah. you just sort of have no expectations. You go out and you it allows you to open yourself up to the possibilities of like finding something kind uh, of in anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. totally different energy for sure because yeah. we grew up skating like that in New mm. York where we just like skated spot to spot and it was definitely like, oh, what's that? Like mm-hmm. something you I might never... like, you, you, you randomly bump into like so many other things. Completely. And uh, yeah, just like, I, I think too, like with the energy of like sitting in the car, going to a spot, you like might be anxious, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to skate here. Yeah, and then yeah. That's it's, what it's, was... it's less like on the, on I never the thought fly. about yeah. that. I never thought about that, this, that difference because you, yeah, you always get to find spots on the way to another spot. When you're driving yeah. from spot to spot, you have to know where you're going. Yeah, unless you see something on the side of the road, yeah. but like, yeah. other than Completely. that, you don't, yeah. I remember that, I found that very interesting, um, Jeff was talking about that when you had him mm-hmm. on, on the podcast recently. Yeah. Like talking about the different sessions, how like out the on the East Coast stuff. it was far more just like session style skating as yeah. opposed to the the filming of the trick kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, the Sydney the Sydney and Melbourne thing are like always reminds me of that because yeah. like uh even from like back in the day, like, you know, all the early videos, just like seeing just like the the crews of people and like it was known for also like the concrete parks back in the day, like mm-hmm. really sick ones, wherever those were. But for um, sure. So I, I knew you had, have a lot of time like skating in Melbourne, but you're from Darwin, right? Um, well, technically, I'm from a town which is outside of Melbourne called Ballarat, okay. and I, I was born there and lived there for I think five years. And I moved to Darwin. Um, it's actually a small town outside of Darwin called Palmerston, mm-hmm. um, and I lived there till from when I was six, well, just about six till thirteen. And in, yeah, in the year two thousand, I moved to Melbourne, which is where my parents are from. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm from Melbourne because. Uh, that's where I've like lived the most in my life. Yeah. yeah. Or at least that's where I tell people I'm from because mm. most people generally don't know Ballarat or they don't know Palmerston. Or they don't mm. know Darwin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Darwin definitely informed like the beginnings of my skating for sure. Um, and just the very fact of that, like it's such a remote part of the world, so to speak mm. that like 
you were like taking inspiration from all of these cultural hubs in the world, you know, seeing like Los Angeles, you know, Venice Beach or, you know, New York. Um, and like those places were just, they were kind of like these heaven mecca sort of like skate areas, you know, that I, I just always envisioned I would love the opportunity to ever like to be able to go there and skate them. Mm-hmm. And like the equivalent in Australia was like going to Sydney and Melbourne. So when yeah. I, when my parents told me that we're moving, I was like, wow, <laughs> Josh Clark is from, is from Melbourne, you know, like Sick. Tim Ward is from there. Like maybe yeah. I'm going to be able to like meet them. Oh, you so know? it's really so, exciting. Yeah. And actually like, I remember like as, you know, a 13 year old, I would go skate like this indoor skate park, the shed. And I like, I met Shane Yost and I was at my local skate park and Josh Clark just one day turned up and Sick. like, yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, Cause I think wherever you're from, you're going to idolize people who were kind of like local to you. To totally. Degree. I'm totally. sure like both of you like loved, you know, <clears throat> the New York guys. Who oh yeah. Totally. Here in the generations yeah. before you. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to kind of bump into people too, in that sense. That's oh, also yeah. another, I guess another city thing compared to, yep. you know, driving around from spot to spot. Yeah. Cause you're yeah. running into people all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, I was saying to Bill earlier that basically since I've been here, like I feel like I've encountered more people and it's not just having like a, you know, a, a talk or that kind of an interaction, mm-hmm. just literally passing by more people than I have an entire year of living in LA. Mm-hmm. And that energy is just incredible. And it, it makes me like, um, like the possibilities of living here is like so different to, you know, other areas of the world and particularly what I have been experiencing in the last three years. And um, it's just so funny. I, I kind of just love the feeling of being able to just strike up a conversation with, with someone. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of been happening a lot. You know, I'll just get on the train and sit down and then the person next to me just starts chatting to me and I'll have a conversation mm-hmm. the entire train ride. And mm-hmm. it's just cool being able to like share stories and hearing other people's like life, you know, what, what, what they're doing and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I was I was gonna say, <clears throat> Robbie told me like a really uh, interesting story that he and an experience that you had in Harlem, like at skate park, um, at the skate spot, one hundred twenty fifth and fifth. You know that like Which those green that? blocks. It's like three oh, yeah, green yeah, yeah. blocks. Yeah. Like, so you know, for those who don't know, Harlem is a predominantly like African American area. Mm-hmm. This area is specifically like surround. This spot is surrounded by projects as mm-hmm. well. And like Har- hood, Har- Harlem banter is like generally like, you know, for lack of like a better term, it's like ball busting, uh-huh. like rib poking. It's like, oh, look at this motherfucker. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Type, yeah, excuse yeah. my French, but it's like, look at this guy right here. <laughs> you know? And um, so Rob- Robbie had a pretty interesting encounter that I thought it would be cool if you, you, if, you wanted, if you wanted to share that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so like, um, uh, we basically, me and um, John Jenkins got to the spot early and it was he and I just sitting kind of waiting for the other guys to turn up. And there were these three guys just kind of behind us, like hanging out. And they were like, yo. And I turned around and I was like, hey, what up? Like, Those skates, rollerblades. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, sick. And then I, I just decided to like get up and just go over to them. And I had one skate on actually. So I hopped <laughs> over on one skate. And then I showed them uh, my skate. And um, they're like, damn, like, I remember when I got into skating was like 20 years ago. And then like, um, just had like, you know, a really nice conversation with the guys like talking about skating, talking about I'm from Australia. And then I was like, Hey, what, what have you been up to today? You know, you're just hanging out They're like, yeah, we're getting, you know, we're just getting drunk. <laughs> so yeah, they, they were drinking at the time, but they were having a good time. Yeah. And, um, I was like, yeah, all right, that's, that's cool. Um, you know, it's a nice day. Yeah. And kept talking and the, uh, one of the guys, his name was Scrappy. He, uh, he, very, yes. very, very nice fellow. The story he, got really good, really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a great story. I think he was in, he was in his fifties, looked very, very good for his age. Mm-hmm. And nice. so he, he goes to me, he's like, would you like to drink some Jamison with me? You drink, drink Jamison? I was like, 
I mean, I, I really don't drink very often, like mm. at all. But you know, it's like in those moments, I was just like, sure, man. You know, yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll I'll drink some with you. And he's like, all right, you keep skating, and I'll I'll get you later. And I was like, I didn't think anything of it because I thought like maybe he would just um, you know go off and yeah, it, it would just amount to nothing. Yeah. But literally, um, he came back like thirty minutes later. And he he'd bought a brand new bottle of Jamison whiskey from a liquor store, obviously. Right. And and he's like, "All right, you go get the cups." So I went across the. I was like, "All right, he's, act, he's actually done this, right?" So uh. I went across the street and I I I got these you know just plastic cups, came back, and I'm like, "All right, cool, we'll just we'll just have a shot." And what I didn't realize is because I thought he was just going to go upstairs and grab his bottle and come back or something. Yeah, yeah. He goes to the store, buys a brand new one, but he didn't just buy it for himself. He bought it to actually give to me to take away. What? Yeah, yeah. And I, Yo, I, I, I was scrappy. like, oh no, scrappy. That's so nice of you, but it's for real. I don't drink, you know, like I, yeah. it's very rare. This is going to take me a year. Yeah. <laughs> and these lovely ladies who were, who were around him, like one of them was, was like, at one point she's like, no, no, you... You got to take this from him, honey, you know, because like he's trying to do a really nice thing for you. Like he wants to give this to you. And, I'll, and I, in that moment, I realized I was like, man, Scrappy, that's so nice of you, dude. Like, I'm seriously like this probably will take me a year. But every time I take a little sip, I'm going to remember Scrappy. Yeah. You know, and like just, yeah, I don't know. It's the whole kind of experience out of, out of that. And, you know, I had a conversation with them maybe for like half an hour. Like, Damn. I got... I. I got their phone numbers. Like we, uh, one of the ladies' name was um, Grace, and we we exchanged uh, Instagrams. But mm. it was just like talking to them, you know. And like yeah. I feel like in those environments, it's like I just like chatting to people because hearing what they're up to and what they're up to. Mm. But I also think it's a nice thing to like, you know. I'm from Australia. I'm not American. I'm not from New York. I'm in Harlem skating somewhere I've never <laughs> skated before, and they're seeing someone. You know, it doesn't probably look like they live in the area. Mm-hmm. So I think it's nice to approach them to be like, hey, what's up? You know, like, we're just, you know, not wasn't saying like, I guess I was saying like, yeah, we're just skating here and just hanging out. Mm-hmm. But just be friendly and to like interact and to kind of like show that you're just a regular person as well. Even though, yeah. you know, your lives may be completely different mm-hmm. and give them the time of day just to like share something. And for real, like, I mean, I'll remember that like moment probably for the rest of my life. Totally. You know, yeah. and I even said to Scrappy, like, I was like, you know, I do have your number now, so I think mm-hmm. I will probably hit you up every time I take a sip because I'll remember that bottle. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. yo, Scrappy, just hitting the Jamison. Just have a good time. You know? <laughs> That's sick. So, yeah. I did not expect nice. that story to, to, to turn out that way. I thought yeah. he like had a like, a, gr- like a bottle in his back pocket. I'm like, oh, it's kind of sketchy yeah. taking like someone's yeah. like personal shit, but Gra- he went and bought it for Gra- you. Grace, the, one of the ladies, gave me a whole fresh box of like mixed fruit, beautiful what? mango, blueberries, uh, kiwi fruit, mm. and she's like, "No, you, 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 you give it to your friends. You enjoy." It. And I was like, "No, no, like this is your food. You can't just give this to me. Yeah. Like, as in, as in, like that's so kind, but yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. But you know, she was very nice and, and insisting. So I was like, "All right, you know, this is great." But I opened up. And I was like, "No, nah, you gotta have some before <laughs> I take it over to the yeah, boys." So yeah, they got some mango and yeah. And then every, we all ate it, and yeah, it's good. See, people think wow. New Yorkers are assholes. That's New York, you know. People, people think it. New Yorkers are yeah. assholes, but yeah. we're we're nice people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very community city. Yeah, like, I mean, we are assholes, I guess, but we also nice assholes. Yeah, you're, you're very honest, and that's yeah. what I like. I think, like, you know, the nature of of like being so condensed with so many people kind of like gives off maybe this um, stereotype or this attitude that everyone is like really hard and, and, and like right. not, yeah. not wanting to interact. But I think it's a, a byproduct of having to live so close mm-hmm. that like you, you give each other the kind of space, like if you're, you're on the train, like really close together or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in, in, 
in, in, in the right sort of environment, in the right times, like, I feel like people are very approachable. And if anything, they're not fake. Like they'll tell you like a yes or a no, you know, yeah, like yeah. they'll tell you exactly mm. what they think. And mm. it's like, I really respect that. And I kind of mm. like that, that attitude that you're not being like, it's, there's no like fluff, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's very I, honest and authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I respect yeah. that too. And, and that's a really well, well put assessment. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think people here really appreciate individuality because I've just noticed so many different people just doing like their own thing and mm-hmm. it's just that's like... New York. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I respect That's that. why people yeah. are so interested to probably talk to you also. They yeah. see Maybe. you're not like, right, right, right. like everyone else and <laughs> yeah. they, you know... Yeah, I mean, I, I've been getting a lot of comments on like the way that I dress. Just yeah. like people pass like... Patrick filmed one this lady the other day. We were in this park up in Harlem and she was just walking by and she goes, that was so hot. <laughs> no way. Or something like that. It was, Dang. yeah. But you know, like someone else is just like, oh, that's th- th- real. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, put the shout out, shout out, and edited right here. Oh, that's really hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's been really nice just hearing like what yeah. people like have to say about that. And, you know, I yeah. mean, you're not always going to get. You're always going to get positive things, of course. You know, yeah. you, you speak yeah. so highly of New York. Would you ever consider moving here? This trip has honestly made me consider it. This is the one, like whole, wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's the Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> now, Maybe, <laughs> no, but, but, I, but I know what, you, but I know what you mean about that. Like, um, yeah, if you would have came in February, you might have felt different. But yes, mm, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like when it's a beautiful time in New York, the interaction. But is uh, different. you know, um, I was uh, I was hanging out with. Um, Michael D'Andrade mm-hmm. and his good friend Hector. Yeah. And this was the other day. And like we were talking about that. And I was saying that one of the main things about moving to New York that always kind of like maybe a bit hesitant was because of the winters. And mm-hmm. in Australia and Melbourne, it doesn't get to the point where it snows or that kind of cold. So I haven't really lived through that. Mm-hmm. And I love skating all year round, obviously. Yeah. And they, uh, I think it was Hector who said that it, it kind of weeds out all the, the kind of like assholes, I think he said. No, totally. In the sense that, like, so? in the sense that there's so much like people that are always I, kind of here. I get the and idea. And that, like, the people that stay through the kind of year are like people who are like committed and who love the you kind earn of city. It. You earn Because I could imagine yeah. the city is also very transient. You get mm-hmm. lots of tourists and like people that come. I don't know. Maybe they've got work work stints yeah. for like six months or something, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh shit, better. Um, sorry to swear, but like, no, yeah, just mm-hmm. just to like split, you know, kind of like you can real swear quick, if you right? Yeah. Okay. This yeah. guy's in New York. He's cursing all the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, get the fuck out of here! I'm, I'm just trying to blend in. No. <laughs> you clearly blend in. Yes. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like in, in, in New York, like like you were saying about the individuality, it's like it really draws that and breeds mm-hmm. that, and it's like it's not a it's like an, an admired and encouraged thing. I think generally by the people in the yeah, yeah. I, th- I think as well even if you like translate that to skating history mm-hmm. i think also a lot of the very like you know people that have come out of um new york in terms of skating who are like recognized in the world i think you all have very individual styles and approaches and you're all like identifiable as your own thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the both of you you know you've got mike johnson you've got someone like yeah like ryan jacqueline yeah oh totally you know like the, the the across the board like you're all kind of like i don't know maybe it is within the culture and then it translates to skating that you're all like trying to fight for your own yeah, kind of like I, you know idea and um of how you want to present yourself you're a very analytical mm. guy i've realized yeah, <laughs> yeah a little that's bit. awesome man because yeah. because yeah. I, th- I feel like you're spot on with a lot of this stuff you know yeah definitely i yeah i suppose so i mean i, I guess i i feel like i've always been a pretty good like observer you know i like I like to understand things, you know, so I've always liked to, um, you know, research and to just hear stories and find out how things 
are the way they are and why that they are and what influences people to do those things and like you know it's connect like, the dots yeah because yeah. it's like i mean if, if you only experience one thing um th- th- it's so common to just be like the the, the like what's foreign is fearful to you you know that yeah, like yeah. you know to be closed off to like someone doing something different to you but it's like if you it's like the same thing of like going and just talking to someone just hearing someone out and then hearing what um how they do things or what their life is like and it's like there's so much to learn through creating dialogue you know it's whether totally. that's just 100 percent agree yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah i don't know i've just always been intrigued by like learning more about things and i feel like that's i never want to feel like it's like there's a cap on like evolving or, or knowledge or anything in life I don't, I don't i don't think that that'll that never be the case anyway mm. yeah no matter what you're doing there's always so yeah. much to learn there's out there all these different people yeah. to meet totally exactly mm. and it's like how i am now you know it's like i i hope to be a better version of myself in 10 years 20 mm. you know and so forth you mm. know like that's just how i like to see it you know i don't yeah. think like how i am now is like some concept of like i know it all you know it's like some perfect idea of who i am or what i want to be and Mm -hmm. it's like you know there's always room to find out more things you know internally and externally i think Mm -hmm. that's that's badass yeah yeah (laughs) very well said that's That's very well said yes we were talking about this welcome to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about this briefly kind of like with the kelsos how like when you look back at yourself in like past generations like you see how far you've come sure you see that a lot in yourself too yeah oh definitely like i mean I so I I was always someone who like I think it's like a byproduct of maybe being like redheaded. Is like so I felt like kind of ostracized as a kid in a way because I like stood out and was different, you know, like everyone gets made fun of. Mm-hmm. But like I think because of that I never felt like as a personality as a kid, I never felt to be the top person in a social situation or a group or something. So I always sort of felt like second. So I always kind of looked at other people who were these sort of like alpha figures, you know, people who were extroverted, who had kind of like more of a like defined personality or something as like, wow, you know, like they're so cool. Like, you know, like I, I, I would love to be like them or like there's something about them that's um, inspiring. Mm-hmm. And so I always took inspiration from other people. Like I remember like my first, one of my first influences like um, that was really strong was like John Elliott. Um, and then like Brandon Mateo was like a, a really another one. And then as in like, I basically just tried to look and skate like them, right? you know? So if you've saw old, old photos of me, that's, you know, it would sort of just look like what, you know, them. Mm-hmm. That's sick. That, that's sick. That like Brandon Mateo is one of them. I know. I, yeah. I was thinking I mean, that he, too. He was yeah. the reason why I grew my hair long in the first place. Like, really? I, like, yeah. Cause like I, I, I just, he was sort of like, you know, I think like he was of the times, but he also had always this kind of like quirky side to the way he skated and his approach to like his tricks and everything mm-hmm. you know he did really really big stuff yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. very like um of of that era of that time yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but like but he would always do kind of slightly different stuff he'd do stuff that's Definitely. like a christ grind yeah, or like um zero spin illusions yeah. and like yes, yeah yeah and so like mm-hmm. i was always intrigued by people that just did something a little bit kind of different john Elliott's the same way too yep exactly mm-hmm. and i remember uh one of the first things that took me to like, a, you know, wanting to really like, I suppose, dress differently was o- Ollie Short and Micah Yeager. They were like kind of the two people that were like really influential on that. And yeah. particularly, I remember like Ollie Short, I, there was a photograph in um, Daily Bread. It was a Lucky Seven and he's doing this fish brain on this like end of a 
fence and even that is like this mm-hmm. like unusual kind of trick for the time mm-hmm. and just like how he looked like his whole presentation well he was just different altogether yeah, yeah. everything or at least but... at that time he like fully changed the way that he was and yeah, like yeah. i don't know i just i just saw like if he's doing that like i would i would love that you know just to do that too so i kind of just like went and did that and it really wasn't a like a subtle kind of change so to speak like it really was uh, I was wearing, I suppose, like, you know, XL size t-shirts and, and, mm-hmm. and such. And then I, I just started wearing smaller size clothes, yeah. you know, and kind of from there, I, um, I just, and it was, it was informed by like, I was getting more into to music. And like you were saying before, I mean, being analytical, I would look at like all these photographs of that time and see how people were dressing and whatnot. And it kind of it would... To see that like people used, like would do something that you don't see in the present day always intrigued me and i just kind of got inspired to sort of try to like replicate that in a way mm-hmm. you know if I just do it for myself because it seemed kind of fun and because i didn't necessarily feel like i had a um an extroverted personality it was more of like an opportunity to kind of like dress up i didn't think of it at the time but i feel like that's what i was doing hmm. like putting on like kind of like an outfit and when you go out into the world i feel like particularly like at that time when i was like only 18 it forced me to sort of get um, develop like a confidence and a sense of um, uh, a, a feeling that like you're doing it because you want to do it and yeah. you're not like dissuaded by people. Like, Were you scared who, to make that yeah. transition? Not really. Like, um, I mean, just yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, like I said, I feel like it. It just it it developed a lot of like self confidence and and I became like really empowered by that whole thing. Yeah, you know, and and empowered by like someone making like a negative comment towards you you know like if i was like skating like i like my skating friends had to like you know adjust to like the way i was looking yeah. you know because only me and my friend baz who were wearing you know tight clothes at the time mm-hmm. and then even like just going out like um uh, you know to an indie nightclub or something like at 18 and 19 i would be like having to like pass you know just very like alpha male type guys yeah. you know and like i'm just dressing very flamboyant i didn't mm-hmm. have any facial hair so like i could you know be maybe identified as a female or whatnot and i just had to kind of like persevere through that whole experience and i think i became very empowered by like you know being like all right you know i survived that that's mm. good you know mm. I, I'm, I'm i'm not like scared to like go out into the world and, and and do things how i wanted to do them and i feel like as you just kept doing it like people kept asking me you know, after it's like you know in my mid-20s or whatever and it's like man, i've been dressing like this for like you know more than not in a way mm-hmm. you know and it just feels kind of normal and i feel like I don't know. It just it just seems like once you start doing it for long enough as well, people just identify you as, as, as that's the way it is. Because mm. I remember like even when I was, you know, in my early 20s, like maybe when I first was like on the international scene of the skate world, so to speak, maybe there was like some like criticism or hesitation to be like, well, what's what's this guy doing? Like, yeah. you know, <clears throat> dress this way or whatever. Mm. But um, you just learn to sort of like, I, I learned very, as uh, when I was a lot you know, in my early twenties that putting focus on your, the negativity that you're being received doesn't benefit you whatsoever. I would rather put my attention and my focus on the people who are around me, who actually support me, who love what I do and who are are interested in Mm -hmm. seeing me do my best, my family, my friends, my peers, Mm -hmm. all of those people. It's like, they're the ones telling you like, dude, like I love what you do. You know, Mm -hmm. like we love you. You're a great person. Like not someone who says like, you know, you look like an anorexic, 
zombie or something, you know, whatever. Just mm-hmm. some random comments. Like, yeah. you know, I remember someone brought that someone said to that? my attention. To something like that once. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's okay. It's like, like I said, sometimes things that are different to people, they express them in interesting ways. In a way, you kind of know yeah. you're doing something right when you're getting criticized for yeah, it. You're I mean, doing something different and you're pushing the limits in some way, the boundaries, you know. Right, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think that always does seem to like be the kind of like nature of, of that sort of thing yeah, if yeah. you're doing something that might be inherently considered controversial or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So do, do you think, because I was actually going to ask like, you know, like skate influences, fashion influences, right? Yeah. But um, so you went from the baggy clothes to like, you right. said like a tighter thing. And yeah. then you said you were feeling like empowered in, yep. in these situations. And so is that like something you, you took and ran with or like what like inspires? Because obviously you have a very like, unique fashion and like we were talking like you right. being in the streets in New York people are like hollering well, that and hap- saying things that happened kind of in its own thing because like I was always in- inspired by different periods of music and fashion so mm-hmm. they always like coincided so at first I was really inspired by New York 70s punk scene the, like dolls the, the New York that? Dolls was like the mm-hmm. biggest like yeah. Johnny Thunders was like Staten my Island. thing uh, David Johansson's from yeah. Staten Island oh really yeah. wow yeah. I, did I not saw him on the S48 bus about five years Damn, ago I'd really love, yeah. I'd love to run into him that's amazing it's probably like ten years ago but, <laughs> I'm sorry um, well uh, so I basically was into them and then I like got really into the 60s and again it's just like finding out these new like <clears throat> generations of like of people doing um, different things creatively, you know? So, like, I really got into, like, the late 60s, like, particularly, like, the English psychedelia area, mm-hmm. and I would, like, dress like that, like, these very, like, um, ornate, you know, jackets and uh, neckerchiefs. Mm-hmm. and totally. like, and And, but then, as I was always going through it, like, I, I couldn't wear that stuff skating, so to speak, or at least I felt at the time, because, like, I didn't have a lot of money. I was younger, and I was like, oh, I don't wreck my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, searching for a way to, like, find a fashion that would work with skating, you know? And then I remember I got real into like late sixties American, um, I guess hippie, you know, fashion mm-hmm. stuff at the time, like Crosby stores and Nash and yep. Jefferson airplane stuff. So like that was something I felt I could translate to skating. So if you look at like my seven rats and like Vala for life period stuff, that's kind of like where I was at. Um, and then like it like evolved into, kind of going back to like the spirit of like the New York stuff of being like, like I always loved the Rolling Stones and like Keith Richards is one of my biggest like fashion inspirations. Mm. And so like it kind of like went back and forth for, I suppose like a a good while, but at some point I felt like having doing something like, it's like work with skating. You get to some point if you're doing something for so, so long, you understand it really well and you kind of have developed a palette for yourself mm-hmm. with the same way as your trick vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, how can I express myself in my own way through that? So at some point after like dressing in my own ways for, for 10 years, I started just to thinking of like, oh, how can I incorporate, you know, um, sort of disparate elements together uh, that, you know, might be fun and like expressing myself kind of more in my own way through my clothing, as opposed to like researching, you know, I call it researching, but like, you know, I have tons of books of like Rolling Stones and you know, like just being influenced. Yeah. Of like Keith Richards and stuff. And just be like, Oh, I would love like how that belt was worn or yeah. how that scarf was worn. And it's like, then I started to think about how I can incorporate, you know, elements of, of, um, of clothing in my kind of own way. And that's where I feel like now when I dress over the past, maybe like three or four years, there's been more of an extension of like my own creative ideas of how, hmm. um, I, like I'm, I'm having fun like dressing and thinking up outfits and stuff it's like yeah i mean even before i came out to new york like i just thought about like 
you know these these two tops like um the the hawaiian shirt i'd never worn it over my ruffle shirt before and <laughs> i just thought of it together oh that's what's going on there I yeah yeah that. yeah you got a lot of compliments in your shirts by the way oh thanks <laughs> but that, that that was just the thing i was just like oh i'm gonna try that put that t- together and i was like oh wow this really looks cool i'm gonna yeah, try yeah. to wear that as an outfit yeah. and i kind of do that like and i think about outfits when i go skating because i've always felt like when i feel good the way like with the with how i dress and, and how i look it makes me feel good when I go out into the world, and particularly when I skate. You know, that's like, what Ro- yeah. Rollinson Rivera had a very different uh, dressing style than you, but he said right. the exact same mm-hmm. thing. Right, right. You got to dress. Is that how Hooks Five? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You dress fresh. You skate fresh. You got to look yeah, fresh, yeah. baby. Yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like that's. But that's. I, yeah. I feel like same it, philosophy. Totally. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're right. I feel that, like fashion and clothing, uh, you know, like of course it has different elements, and it could be something that's like completely alienating, and it's not someone's like. Um, you know, bag and it's not their thing. But I really do feel like fashion is something that has the power um, to be sort of transformative, that it can empower people um, for the better. And I, at least for myself, that's how I like find it within the, my choices of clothing, that it gives me a sense of empowerment. It's a way I express myself. It's kind of like in the same way. I think of it in the same way as like, you know, I do with any of my other artistic um kind of practices mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, if you're thinking of photography, you're thinking of composition, you're thinking of color, how you put things together. I think in that in the same way as when I put together an outfit in terms of texture, color, um, uniformity, like uh, shape, all, all sorts of things. So I kind of feel like when I get up in the morning and I put something together, it's it's sort of, um, it's like a little kind of like art project, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, totally. done, that's done kind of quickly, so to speak. So it's fulfilling. So it's like way. fun. Yeah. Yeah. You have fun with it. I never yeah. thought about it that way. Cause obviously I don't do that. Like I, right. I just put a t-shirt and pants on and that's yeah. it. Like how long does it take you to pick like an outfit out for the day or something like, like you it, actually like look forward to that when you wake up kind of yeah. thing. You know? I mean, sometimes it can be stressful, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. be, be, because of that looming idea that if you leave the house, like, you know, not feeling right, like right. it affects yeah. your mentality yeah, yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah. So I don't know, sometimes like I, you might go back to a, a safe bet or something like, mm. oh, really, I love how those two things go mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I think like, as I was sort of like saying earlier that like, it's sort of like skating. And I think that like you develop this kind of like way of, how you want to approach, um, like, I, I think about how I want to approach the way that I dress now in terms of, like, I've done it for so long. I know, like, I've, I, it's like I almost have, like, an education, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that works in the same with skating, is that if you skated a long period of time, you understand, like, your capabilities, the tricks that you kind of, like, are good at or you like to do. And I feel like I um, got to a point where I took that same mentality but towards skating of, no I, yeah. I, I, I was gonna actually like say like now that you've explained that like i can see how it's relatable in your skating and how you've like because i think generally over the past few years or about as long as i've known you you kind of like experiment with these like new ways or like not less than tra- like not normally traditional like ways of skating and right. so I, I, I could see that was that influenced yeah. by your fashion? Like, did that did your mindset change on fashion influence your mindset change on skating, or were they like hand in hand kind of thing? It seems like just mentality, I, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Th- I think it's. I think they just sort of um, both coincide, and they're sort of the exact yeah, same together. sort of process. Yeah. But I think, like with skating, I feel like I grew up having a very traditional like skating upbringing. Like I would, you know, like learn you know grinds on on ledges and and flat rails and switch ups and yeah. do like drop rails and gaps like. You know, there's not a lot of like footage of me, I suppose, of, on the internet of, of that era. Like, um, 
I mean, I think there there are, but there's not tons. But if you look at it, it's like very much of that time, you know. Yeah, and it really two thousands ish kind of yeah. Thing you're and about, really yeah. was about like two thousand five onwards where I uh, started dressing differently. But I don't even think the skating really kind of went in that sort of way. But I think the the the, the period was like twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. I remember I came on the trip to the U.S. and I, uh, I had been going through university a lot of the time and I hadn't skated as much. And when I came here, it was so fun. You know, I was like reconnecting with so many friends that I hadn't um, seen for so long. And I skated the most that, that I had in, in ages. It was almost like three months or something. Mm-hmm. So I came back so invigorated. And I remember feeling like when I would go skating, I felt at that point no pressure to skate a spot if I didn't feel comfortable doing it or also um, uh, just wanting to do something there. I felt like, because I feel like growing up, particularly in, in like the 18 to like 20 sort of period where I started filming like for, you know, a video part and that stuff. And you really get into that idea of like, oh, I got to do tricks at, you know, every spot. And, you know, I, I, I kind of sort of lost that inhibition to to do that. And I was okay with it. I was fine to be able to, I felt it, it didn't give me any like, because I feel like there's anxiety that's associated with that. Like if you go somewhere and you 100%. feel like you have to perform at every yeah, spot. 100%. And like maybe even like feeling as well, like because there was, you know, in my early 20s, I got started skating for Valo like in Australia. Mm-hmm. And there was that like pressure I put on myself to like, oh, I have to skate everything because, you know, yeah. like I'm on this platform and people see me and stuff. But like I said, about 2015, I, I just started really to think like, you know, it's okay. Like, I, I, if I don't skate the spot, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'll find something, something that's, else. like, happy to me. Yeah. And I just took that approach kind of, like, continually there and after. And, like, tricks and, and clips just started coming. Like, as in, they, they just started happening. And, like, you know, uh, like, Zigzag and Main Dish was, like, the first footage that came out since Seven Rats. And, like, you know, that was just fun. And it was very easy getting that. And then I remember, um, I was like, oh, I want to, you know, maybe, like, it'd be cool to film a part and Dom asked me to be a part of chapter two and it was just like the same sort of process. I kept like just going out and skating and instead of like thinking about skating every kind of spot, I sort of like left it open to basically you we, you spoke about it with Gav because Gav, like me and Gav are like best friends and we spoke about this, um, Gav Drum to yeah. anyone who's, Shout who's out listening. Gav Drum. Yeah. Hello Gav. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gav has, you know, that philosophy where he goes to a spot and allows, like, the spot to speak to him. Yeah. And he, instead of, like, what do I force on the spot? What's the spot, mm. teach, you know, telling me to do? Mm. So I kind of, like, inherited um, a bit of that as well. And I found that, like, I was more interested in seeing what, like, um, the spot is going to bring out to me. And I kind of kept that sort of approach going. And one of the things I realized out of like the way I was skating is that I was inherently forming like choreography. It was less about the individual tricks, you know, as, as, as going to a spot and doing like a true spin fish brain down a handrail. It was more about how I incorporated these uh, different tricks together over and how you moved through a space. You know, and then like maybe they're not always like the hardest of tricks, you know, maybe they're like just top soles or their sweat stance or fish brains or whatever. But it was I was more interested in how I like moved through a yeah. space and like incorporate all these the things together. And, like the rhythm and all that. Yeah. And, and and sort of just also because like growing up skating and studying skating, like watching so many skate videos and um, you know, just being like a scholar of, of aggressive mm-hmm. skating totally. is that like I know how like w- w- 
what's done, you know, so to speak. And it was like, I was always more interested. I started to become more interested in like, well, how can you like, you know, how can you challenge what has already been done? You know? And another thing that I always hated, which is exactly the same way as, which comes down to the fashion is like, you can't, you can't dress like that or you can't express yourself like this in skating. I find it really sort of frustrating in a way that they, I grew up with these like inherent rules. Like you can't do that. Like you can't do these tricks. You have to do these tricks this way. And I feel like they're just like, they're sort of um, limiting to the possibilities 100%. of expression. And yeah. I developed the, the appreciation that like you can do any trick. It's how you do it, not what the trick is. Mm. And so with that, I found like more interest in exploring ways in which to challenge you know, how you would approach a spot. Maybe it's like, it's not just like the trick that you do, but how you like move throughout space. And instead of going, you know, linear, but like straight and then down, mm-hmm. maybe you go to the side and then back this way. And it's like, becomes like this, like if you were to draw like the line or, or however you go down, mm-hmm. um, it like creates its own kind of um, form as opposed to like the standard kind of thing. Hmm. But I feel like going going to skate. I really like that mentality. Yeah. Sagona was like that too, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, I mean, he he had like a lot of that. Yeah, he, he focused a lot on like in yeah. between the tricks. Like the in between yeah. tricks were the tricks that made it. Like it wasn't yeah. just the and main the, thing. It's not the trick. It's the it's the in between stuff. The, it's yeah. the the whole start to finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember he said that in a. I think it was the one magazine interview he had that you could like take any still frame of a video and it's like it should all look really good oh shit you know in some form yeah it's um, a good way to put it yeah I, I i it's like it's that just approach is just like how i find like the most fun out of skating mm-hmm. you know and like every so totally. often every so often i'll go to a normal rail and like yeah i'll try some tricks i haven't done you know in a yeah. while like oh you know and like that is also satisfying you know just doing regular basic tricks because yeah. that's what i grew up doing mm. But I, but I do find the most like fun when I'm like going out and not having like any kind of um, idea of how I want to skate something and just sort of finding something in in in, in totally. what's in what's in, mm. what's in my environment. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I totally think that point right there is actually like similar to like you know at the end of Brain Fear Gone like Dustin and Shane are talking. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you can go get crazy if you want. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you could also get weird, get like yeah, yeah. this, that, and it's just like the, the possibilities like could be explored. And yeah, I, I like the the choreography idea like the t- like you know not about it being solely about the trick because at least in our era and how we grew up in new york like we were to- like that was totally it was about the trick mm. like you know we used to For like sure. battle skate yeah, and everything yeah. like be like yo it was about doing the best trick yeah, yeah, and all that yeah and uh yeah, well, you're also good at it. Well, you know, it was, it was, it was like, <laughs> sure. I think the natural progression from a spark, from being a part of something at like such an early point, like, mm-hmm. you, and you had been through that too, but yeah. like, it's cool to see it have like, I'm grown to so many possibilities and like this as well, because that's yeah. like really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like being open to possibilities and just like also looking at how other people are doing things, mm-hmm. you know, and just being observant and like, um, it's in the end it's just like finding things what you find fun in skating you know like no one has to skate exactly the same and no one should Mm. you should just like skate and experiment and i guess this is evident i didn't always skate this way it's just developed into this is how i like skating like right now you know and um, this is how i find the most fun you know like when i was 15 i had a blast when we'd go to these flat rails and just do three switch ups and Mm -hmm. stuff you know so i think like if you just skate and you just enjoy it and just like constantly you know 
try challenge yourself every time you know mm-hmm. like do something a little bit different or like um, you said make it fun because like you know like the skating the rail is cool and it's like you, but there's definitely like an anxiety like mm-hmm. to it too but it's like where there's value in it for sure but then just like you know, don't forget to have fun. Yeah. You know, you're on got wheels well, on I your th- feet, boy. Like, you know, I think the, right? carve around. I think like, the fun know? is the best way to describe, especially your skating itself. Because right. you could tell that you have fun when you're skating when you watch it. I feel like that's a good way to describe the way you skate, especially your oh, chapter thanks. two section. Yeah. Like your that section, obviously it's different than everyone else's section, but right. like it starts off and you immediately like have a nice <laughs> laugh with the intro clip and it's like, yeah. okay, this is the kind of like vibe you're getting. Sure. And sure. your whole section, like aside from other sections that you had as well, sure. but everything you could tell you're having so much fun skating and oh. it really like brightens the mood. And that's that part of the video. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just using chapter two as an example because you just yeah, mentioned yeah. it, but that was like the part in the video where you could tell like, you could like, oh, this is like really, like, you have a smile on your face when you're watching it. Other sections might motivate you like, Oh, this is crazy! I want to go yeah. and try this now. And your section's like, wow, this was just really enjoyable to watch. Oh, I'm glad it translates. Yeah, yeah, and it that's definitely, really it nice. definitely is that way. And yeah. I, you keep saying fun when you describe skating, mm-hmm. and that's like 100 percent translate. Like I yeah. see that from an outsider eye, that it translates instantly. I will say this: I do still think that skating, for me, there's kind of like when you go to like do tricks and go out to like you know, because I feel like I. I as much as I'm talking about fun and I do really like it, I take it seriously. Yeah, no. So totally, like when, yeah. when I do find a trick, sometimes I think inherently there's this like uh, dichotomy between a love and a hate thing in skating. Because mm. you know when you're like, we've all experienced it, you're like in the midst of a trick and it's agonizing and you can't get it. And like I get so much anxiety about Me like too, just yeah. just doing the trick. I'm like, I want this yeah. over with mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, yeah. anything could happen. I could fall really badly mm-hmm. or whatever. And I just like, I, I just want to do it. I want to get it perfect how I want mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, like... Yeah, it's like it is. It, I always have to come back to remind myself in those moments of like, okay, just you know, just do it casual, you know, like mm-hmm. try to make the fun out of the whole thing. But there is always for me because I have anxiety about like when I go to do tricks and I do, I'm inherently a scaredy cat, like with anything mm-hmm. that I do in skating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a, meth- a very methodical kind of process to like get myself to, to do the tricks that I do. It's mm-hmm. like I'll go there, I'll kind of figure it out. Um, you know, I might just like play around with this or that. And when I feel comfortable enough, like I'll speak to whoever, um, and at least if this is for filming, I'll speak to whoever. I'm like, okay, I think I'm all right, ready to do this. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say that changed my perspective to skating is my good friend, Malcolm Hurd. When I started filming with him, when I moved to LA, he really opened up my idea to like be more fluid and let go of like um, my perfectionism. Cause I was so always growing up to be like, oh, it has to be like this, you know, it has to be ex- my exact idea of how it is. But by doing so, by being so rigid, you actually lose the opportunity to allow the kind of like spontaneity of like your movements, which are like ingrained, which are just in you from so many years of skating that you just move a certain way, how to get out of a situation because mm-hmm. you're like a little bit off or whatever. And his approach was like, he would we'd look at a take, you know, of a trick that I did, and basically he would be like, "Dude, that's the one!" Like, and I started to realize, like, yeah, I could never replicate the way I moved out yeah, of that trick yeah. if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I started to really embrace the looseness of all of those things, and hmm. those are like the special things that I always enjoyed in other people's skating, like mm-hmm. Dominic Sagan or whatever. Yeah. You know, like yeah, the imperfections. He, he's such a cat. Like he'll, you know, like be up in the, you know, flying and yeah. then just like land on the ground. Like, well, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. But that's what's so captivating because then it, it adds so much of his own unique personality and i found if i refined my stuff too m- much maybe like i wasn't enjoying it and i'm also maybe losing a bit of the character mm-hmm. out of it so i started to be more kind of like open to like embracing those kind of um 
quirks and kind of um, unusual things that you may just do out of instinct. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that's a good point because uh, yeah, we used the, to always scale like that too. Like everything had to be perfect, kind of thing. Yeah. But I think. But but it's like yeah. Sorry. No, I, I think like with like us personally, someone like someone like us. I don't mean to speak like on your behalf, but the imperfections come with the the laziness of getting older and not like <laughs> yeah. I like filming so much, I guess. Right. But we used to always get the same way too. Like everything had to be sure. perfect. Even when we played like skate, like your trick had to be perfect. Otherwise you didn't count and you got the letter, right. you know, yeah. like stuff like that. But you, the imperfections that make your trick, mm-hmm. like if it looks good, then yeah, that's definitely, it has the style and a little bit of flavor, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I was also not to cut you up, but I was also okay. thinking like uh, with that same like uh, philosophy, like, you see, like, someone like Brian Aragon who did, like, everything perfect all the time. Like, some of, like, yeah. the tricks that are, like, the most interesting that came from him. Whereas, like, if he did, like, a true top asset and his, like, foot came like, up because he bit. never yeah. Yeah. made those things. So, like, yeah. I could completely relate yeah. to, to that sentiment uh-huh. right there. Totally. Yeah. You learn to grow on those things. Yeah, for sure. Real quick shout out. Chris Brown. We have a super chat from $5. The super chat is, like, people could donate in the, the chats now. That okay. we're oh, wow. Cool. So, we got a $5 donation from Chris Brown. Hell wow. yeah. From a Chris. They're, Chris Brown of some sort. Hell yeah, Chris Brown. Oh, Chris Brown. <laughs> Big thanks to Chris Brown. So you've been like filming a lot of stuff lately, right? And you, yeah. I don't want to like no, get into no, that. No. I don't know unless you I, wanted yeah, to, because yeah, sure, yeah. you said you were working on something else. Yeah, I've, coming I, up. Yeah, I, I've I've been working on something for about just a bit over a year now, and um, just like the same mentality we were talking about before, you know, it just evolved into what this is now into something much greater, and. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to finally like release it to everyone. But it's yeah, it's it's. I feel like with every sort of skate part that I've done, I've always tried to like approach it a little bit differently mm-hmm. and to see how I can, um, like, not only approach my tricks, you know, in in like a kind of more um, explorative kind of way, um, but also just like the whole kind of aesthetic. Like, I don't want to have the same skate part again that I yeah, did yeah. the one before. Yeah. So I feel like you know, like. Chapter two is different to Paycheck, you know, and, and, and uh, Paycheck is different to Burn LA. Mm-hmm. And, like, Burn LA will be different to Volo 6 when mm-hmm. Volo 6 comes out. And, like, this new part will be, again, different again. Yeah. But I always, like, use these projects as a way to, like, explore um, new ways of, like, presenting myself to the world and, and, and the way that I um, kind of want to see myself um, in skating, you know? And just, like, it's it's the total project is another form of expression. You yeah. Know? And so, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's been great. It's been very loose. Like I've just been like, you know, getting, getting footage over the course of the year. Um, and it's yeah. been filming for a while, a year and a half already. Uh, yeah, it was like, it'll be all, it'll be all them footage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so at least like yeah. a year. So yeah, ba- yeah, basically, year basically it's like, it's, it began, um, since when I got back from Winter Clash last year, and yeah. so yeah, I've a little I've, over a year. I've like it's almost done, and I'm um I'm really yeah really proud of like how it's really come together, oh, and nice. like everyone who's been helping me along the way, um, like it's I, just I, yeah. you or are you making a whole video? Thing? It's it's just me. Okay, okay, it's just me. Okay, and and yeah, like you know I've ver- you know all sorts of various people have been helping me film. Like Sean Das has helped mm-hmm. me like extensively over the course of it. Um, Malcolm and you know. Everyone else, like along the way, has like filmed a, a clip or two, and mm-hmm. Brandon Smith has been helping me a lot. So like, yeah, no, yeah nice. it's like, yeah, it's it's been really great. I've been, um, I guess you know, it'll just be seen when it's when it's seen by people. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's um, I'm always out there, you know, trying to film or help 
you know, work on something else and filming a project for someone else or whatever. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you always like a filmer guy? Because I only found out recently when I started seeing you put out like edits. Oh right. And I was like, oh shit, Robbie films and edits and stuff like that. Is well, this new or you always did that? Uh, well, so I didn't film for for a very long time. But so basically, like I studied graphic design at university, but my like I- interest in like art and, um, and and design and such has like basically stemmed, like I always was interested in illustration and drawing and stuff as a kid. That was kind of my first introduction to art. But everything that I say creatively that I'm interested in came from skating mm-hmm. because I loved videos. I loved magazines. I loved the brands. I loved clothes. I loved the logos. Like, so I would just, I would like try to do the same thing. Like I had a, a clothing, you know, t-shirt brand for years called Parallel that, that I did with my good friend, Jared Thackeray. And that was because I loved like mind game t-shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved Be Unique. I loved, um, you know, like the, um, the Senate logos. So I was like drawing yeah. them and I, lo- I, I started learning Photoshop because I wanted to create my own uh, layout spreads and stuff. So like all the things I've interested in has come from that. And video was something I always loved too. So I studied like um, media studies in high school. But when I went to university, well, I went to art school, then I went to university, but I focused on graphic design. So I never really practiced video as it's in, as a, as a, just as a solo thing um, in my education. But that was kind of because my friends um, were always the other ones filming. And so I didn't ever have a camera, so I just sort of let them, like, they sort of assumed the role of the filmer. Mm-hmm. And so that was Jared, like, when I was growing up. And then, like, um, when I moved to L.A., that was Malcolm. And so when Malcolm wasn't filming anymore and I bought his camera from him, um, at least at that time he wasn't filming, I, I sort of assumed the role as the filmer. <laughs> and yeah. so it was, like, kind of my first opportunity to start making skate stuff. Like, I'd edited this crew video um, that Jared had been filming for like a couple of years, which came out in 2009. It was actually to be the 10 year anniversary and I'm going to release it this year online for oh, people nice. to watch. Oh, nice. But I edited all of that and put that out. Um, but from last year was kind of like the first time where I started to put out my own films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Skating films yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like with the, all, everything that I worked with them um, all the film work and then yeah. also with Burn LA that was all like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was kind of my first time and you had that like it. zine thing that you did right Cine- uh, Blade, Blade Zine Blade Zine, yeah, Blade zine. Yeah. yeah like well that started in Australia and it was like uh, I always had this idea of like how cool would it be if we just got like a whole bunch of skaters together and we watched skate videos in a cinema mm-hmm. and so that like started from that like I was doing these little cinema series mm-hmm. and then um, it was all kind of concentrated around doing stuff for community and when I moved to LA I because I studied graphic design and I loved publication design, like making magazines and zines and stuff, I wanted to extend that to the possibility of doing that in skating. So I contacted, you know, a whole bunch of my friends and also people who I didn't know but appreciated their work, um, whether it be photography, il- illustration or, or whatnot, and just asked them to if they wanted to contribute to this project. as kind of a way to be like, hey, you know, we can we could create something quite interesting here because there isn't so much, you know, print in inline skating at that particular mm-hmm. yeah, time. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I, I, I created that as like kind of an opportunity just to, to see what could happen with it. Um, and I guess that also extends to doing like the, the, the Blade in Cinema stuff that I also did at um, yeah. Blading Cup, mm-hmm. which was just a larger version of what I was doing in the small little bar cinema in Melbourne. Yeah. But like I did one in... 2017, which was uh, a retrospective of John Julio's um, career, video mm-hmm. career, and then last year I, I did the one for um, Brand Negretti. Mm-hmm. And um, you flew yeah. you flew some of the guys in, right? Yeah, I um, I flew um, Mike Lee and Chase Rushing to come in, in as well. That's and awesome. Yeah, it was it was so good just to see like 
you know, all of those guys like together and. I mean, you know, they were saying to me... Michael that, was out too, right? I yeah, think, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, as I guess I said earlier, like, Michael was, like, a huge inspiration for me when I was growing up, and I'd never met him before. And I know he was, you know, I guess, suppose, like, disconnected from, from the skating culture, you know, mm. um, hasn't, yeah. hasn't really been around and hasn't been attending and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so to hear that, he, you know, to, to speak with him, and he was, like, really positive about, you know, wanting to come out and be a part of it and um, and just to see him like having such a good time, like seeing his old friends and everything was, was awesome. And just all of like, all of them seeing together and like celebrating the, the positive moments of like, I suppose the one thing is like one person brought all of those wonderful people yeah. together, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's really lovely that they're all able to celebrate that together. Yeah, totally. Um, that's a really amazing accomplishment because uh, yeah, I'm sure Brandon would have been stoked for that too. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I mean, he was such a lovely person. Like he, he um, I stayed with him, you know, for, for a little while. Um, just like, I think it was about a week in, in LA in 2010. Mm-hmm. I'd met him in 2009, but like, yeah, he was like such a fun, you know, um, welcoming person. I, yeah. I couldn't get enough of being around him. He was, he was so wonderful. And, and to finally to, to have met, you know, the, the person behind, you know, films, which were yeah, such yeah, influential to me yeah. growing yeah. up was like, great. Cause he was never the face of, of really any mm-hmm. of those. Totally. So like, it was um, it was it, it was really cool to, to to have that experience, and and then and then in that moment to celebrate someone who's obviously given so much to, to skating. Totally, you know, he's yeah. Been, yeah, yeah. You're very involved in, in skating, with, like doing stuff like that, doing videos and all this and that, and you're traveling all over the place skating. It's cool to see that you're so heavily involved without Thanks. being like, I don't, you're not like a company owner or anything, you know. So right, to see yeah. someone that's so involved, like just representing pretty much. Well, I think it com- everything. Oh, thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it really comes from Melbourne, like, you know, in the Australian scene, because, like, you know, everyone was, like, so unite, united in some way. And, like, you know, Tim Ward in the early 2000s started this thing called Melbourne Skate Crew. And it was, like, he started these skate meets, which were, like, once a month. And you'd meet up in the street and you'd go straight street spots, That's like, sick. together and stuff. It was really rad. And, like, there was always just a good community um, kind of involvement you know or like if you wanted to be a part of it you could and um i don't know i just it's just i just learned from all of those people and i just felt kind of um kind of just inherently compelled to give back to something that i've like shared so much like good things from and it's like it's it's just been like a constant thing of like doing small things always and like i guess now it's like for instance with the the blading cup thing it's like doing an event at blading cup it's just like like that feels like amazing to be able to to do it on that that scale but it's just like equally i'm happy to do it in a little bar you know like or like i've done some at like the bookstore that i work at in los angeles and it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like i don't know i just just to be able to do stuff for the the community is such like an important thing because without people doing stuff it's like there's nothing you're you're a testament to 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 the to that exactly thing you Mm -hmm. know like thank you without having this podcast you know like I mean, I know how much this has been like influential and like has probably inspired lots of people to pick up skating and stuff. So if they, if there's more people with that kind of like, you know, attitude to do anything for skating, it's like you don't have to start a company, you don't have to start a podcast. It's like just see where your interests are, see where your strengths are, and like if you feel like you have the time to like you know do something, it's like give it a just shot. Just do it, yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Why like, not? You know, be inclusive. Rather than exclusive, I agree with you know? that. I, I always mean, had this tagline: "Blade in, not out." That's mm. you know, like just yeah, you know, like you can, you can. It's blade like blade in, that's cool. <laughs> it's just yeah, there's there's more that we there's more that we can learn from one another than than not. I mean, like it's not to say that every skater 
we're all going to be best friends and we're all going to have like everything in common but skating is the commonality mm. you know and it's like so if you just, can just yeah. and if you can just learn to coexist with one another it's like going to like a skate event and then just like participating in the session it's like mm-hmm. you're learning to skate with people who are like you know different from you and a lot of different ways you know but, maybe maybe your social political like perspectives are totally different but in this moment you can just coexist and just you know uh, forget all that grind stuff. a quarter yeah. pipe or something that's it yeah, yeah. get you a know? get a fish brain in yeah, yeah. That's, that's what matters leave that stuff home you know? yeah totally and it's like and that's um, what it's about yeah. that's what it's kind of part of what it's for yeah. i think like the gathering of people just in general is like i think like the, one of the first things most important things to growing anything is like awareness right. yep. so like any kind of event that anyone's doing whether it's a contest mm-hmm. uh like a, a movie night and anything like that, like a screening, uh, just a gathering, like Tim Ward was doing, just to get people together yeah, to skate. Like definitely. everybody always wants Make to be included something, in something. Do something. Yeah, everybody, yeah. It's the easiest way to get a group together. Mm-hmm. It's be like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a session this Saturday. Oh, everyone's going. I got to go. That's yeah. it. And then it creates awareness. It's like, oh, your friends are like, yo, can you go hanging out this Saturday? Like, no, yeah. I got a skate thing to do, like a skate thing. And then they, that person knows and yeah. totally. it just helps growing. My, my good friend, Jared Thackeray, would always, it's this little goofy thing we do in our crew. Mm-hmm. He would always say, when we're trying to go to the next skate spot, and everyone's lagging, as as skaters yeah. we all know. He would go, making first move. Hopefully everyone follows. And that's <laughs> the mentality. If you just make the move, yeah, yeah. if you like put a poster out, if you make a post, if you make the like thing, the and say it's happening. Yeah, people will follow. Mm-hmm. If you just have to be the first one to do it, just take that courage and just do it. Yeah, because people will follow, even if it's a small amount. You're probably not going to be there alone. Yeah, and with the power of like social media and stuff, it's yeah. like. Hey, you know, like why not, right? Yeah, yeah. look at the stuff with Rob G. You know, with totally. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like you can you and there's also that greater idea of what you can do for the culture globally. Mm-hmm. You know, like not not only just like within your community or even in your country, but it's like we all have the opportunity to showcase what we do to other other people and like what we do is is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we have more opportunity to like allow people to see that and like be like this is a good activity you know and there's totally. there's a lot more things than just the actual act in itself that's really like that makes worthwhile really great, yeah. you know in, in in terms of like living as a human mm-hmm. you know the community in skating is like inherently important yeah and skaters are so individually different aside from skiing. Like you're, you're thinking right. into fashion. Right. Someone coming into fashion, like yep. I'm into like photography. It Let's say someone so into like music things. or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like everyone's so different. Yeah. Well, first of all, so many good things said <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, nice. But I... Open up for questions. I, I, I want to uh, ask you one thing before we open oh, up do, yeah. to questions. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll try to be just, a little bit quick. Just a quick... No, no dude, dude. It's okay. cool. So before we open it up to questions for questions um, from our guests, and by the way, if you guys have questions, ask now. Yeah, so get we it can, now. We can have yeah. them lined up. But um, so you're talking about wanting to get a green card, and you're in the process mm-hmm. of maybe doing oh, right. that. Yep. Yep. So are are you planning on staying? Are you planning on? Do you miss Australia? Do you want to come in the states? Oh, what's, right. what, what's your What's your plan? I'm curious. Um. Well, yeah, I've been living here now three years. Um. And damn, it's been three years already. Yeah, it is amazing how fast the time goes by um but you know to be honest like i remember when i went back um to renew my visa um in 2017 like melbourne and my and my experience in australia almost seemed like a distant memory it was like because this was my first time completely living you know in my home country and to going somewhere like foreign that like i was so like um, consumed by new stimuli and just new experiences and like learning from just having to 
survive on your own and um and just to take whatever new opportunities were going to come my way and so that really felt kind of like wow you know like melbourne is almost like something distant but something that I, like when i went back i remembered so much about like the things that i appreciate about the city and and you know my friends and my family and my upbringing that's that's all like inherent there but there is something that i've always um kept close to me as i got older is that and it extends back to a lot we've, we've talked about i feel like the what you get the most out of in life is when you put yourself in a state of vulnerability and and when you so you put yourself on like the fringe where like you may be like scared or like un, uh, uncertain about okay. things but you, you you sort of have to inherently act and i feel like going about that with life like taking that that jump to like move to the United States was like a really important thing for me to grow as a person. And I feel like I've learned so much and done so much and, and also I suppose accomplished so much within that period of time that like, it it almost feels like if I were to go back to Melbourne at, at this point, I feel like it would be cutting that journey short. I feel like there's so much to learn out there in the world. And I feel like I need to continually explore that. And so to be here in the United States, I feel like that will just allow me the opportunity to continue to grow as a person and an artist to to see what, what can come. Because I, I really don't know, hey, in like five years, I don't know what, what will mm-hmm. happen. But I just like, I'm always interested in just focusing on the stuff that I like and challenging myself to new things every, like um, as I go along like each year. And so if I could continue living in the States, I really feel like there's like the possibility of new opportunities. And, and also with, with the green card, like you mentioned, that will give me more opportunities to be able to explore those because currently, um, you know, there's specifications to do with, uh, with working and stuff that like don't allow you to have freedoms as if, if, if like, you're not a citizen if you get a green card, you're a permanent resident, so you're allowed to live um, but it gives you like basically the, the same freedoms of work. You can like, you know, do something freelance, you mm. can, uh, try this or have different income streams mm. or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I, I think like if, if, if I was allowed to, to have that, if that was able to happen, it would give me that opportunity. So, so for example, you, know, you, you can't, you can't vote with the green card. No. Okay. No, I think, I think that's a common misconception. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's literally, it's just, a, it's means you can live here and you can work. And you know it's it's timed. It's like a ten year visa kind of thing. Okay. So yeah. It'd be yeah. like ten years, a long yeah. time. Yeah. And I th- yeah, and I think it's like after ten years, then you can apply for citizenship. You know. Oh damn. Yeah. It's the process. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure with your energy and uh, your your laws of attraction that seem to be around you, especially with the story with Scrappy and everything like that. <laughs> that you Scrappy got, that, can vouch you. for you. Uh, yeah, Scrappy so. to vouch that for that you. Agree, I hope so. That agree. <laughs> seem- shout out Scrappy. Shout out Grace. They were lovely people. <laughs> I will remember them for sure. And I'm sure that you, you got if you're going for the green card, then you're very likely to get it. Well, my interview's next Wednesday. So nice. Oh shit. Things crossed. Well, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I like what you said about like Thank you. you're you're pretty much comfortable being outside of your comfort zone, and that's like especially as like a creative or like yeah. an artistic type of person. That's like right. a huge mentality to totally. have for any type of, like artistic person. Yeah. Because like when you're in one spot, it gets boring, and like a lot of people let's just say like regular quote unquote people, mm-hmm. like they've worked the same job for however many years doing the same sure. thing, same hours, same people every day, yep. but it gets stale and boring after mm-hmm. a while. You can't grow and progress like that. You have to move on. Like you said, moving You've out. You've both done that in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm saying everyone, like all well, the skaters probably course, have like in some way sure. or another, but like it's part of like traveling or just doing different things, like skating a different way, yep. wearing different clothes, listening to different music. Yep. Everything opens up your eyes in a different way. Yep. And that 
helps you grow as a person and you never want to stay the same. You never want to, you know, stay in one spot the rest of your life. You're never going to like, go anywhere like that, you know? And just like allow totally. it, allowing the opportunities that present themselves to like, you know, be able to do something with them mm-hmm. as opposed. So it's just like having that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And, that- go- and good and bad experiences. Cause bad, inf- bad insp- experiences, you know, inform your good ones, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So it's like, not everything can be good, yeah. you know, and it's like just taking what comes yeah. to you and like learning from it. But you learn a lot you know? from the bad. Exactly. You learn the exactly. most from the, yeah. from those painful you moments. Learn what you, you learn what you are, what you're not. Exactly. You know, or, or not what you want to be or what you don't want to experience mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So exactly. Yeah. 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 You have to go. Yeah. Very well said. <laughs> oh, Before we get into <laughs> questions. One more time, real quick. Wanted to shout out our sponsor, Turtle Pillow. Turtle Pillows. And check them out. They have. Honestly, I've been sitting here with my neck here like this. I might have you to want take to, that. You want to rock a turtle pillow? I might have to take the turtle pillow back for the drive home. We should just I do a, a tur- turtle in. pillows for the, like right? every podcast. Like just just chill out. I think I'm gonna have to invest. No, honestly, yeah. because I was. <laughs> they see so good. I got an issue with that U neck one, man. It's, so yeah, the U one. That's a thing yeah, of the no past. Good, no good. Need these high quality yeah. mm-hmm. turtle pillows. You know, keep your neck. Supported. I've been watching mm-hmm. CJ. He looks comfortable. Yeah, CJ looks good. Yeah. <laughs> He's performing very well out there. It could be do yeah. a t- uh, help to the And like pillow. we were saying, if it's for all necks, CJ's got like a thick <laughs> little neck. So I mean like all necks. Protect your neck, CJ. <laughs> Protect, Protect your neck. Wow. So no, everyone check out Turtle Pillow when you can. I love CJ. <laughs> I love you, CJ. Yeah. Yeah, you shout know. out Turtle Pillow. Get, get your comfort in right there. Turtle for Pillow, sure. thank you for sponsoring this episode. Check them out, everybody. So and, do we got a couple questions? Um... Well, I was going to ask you this too, Mister Self Destroy, real quick. How, how do you like the the mic arm, real fast? Oh, is it my question? Yeah, yeah, this is oh. your question. I meant to ask you this too. Dude, throughout the show. I feel. I feel. Do pretty, you like it better than the the? I feel pretty. Oh. I just feel sick. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I feel, we'll, we'll keep it like that for now. I feel more pro. We'll keep it like that for now on. People want to know the skate company and Gom Tech. People are curious if you had. If you could design a pro skate, well, they're saying pro 908, I guess, because you ride them. Right. Like, what would your skate look like? Because you're such a fashion <laughs> style person. What um, would you like? Anything well, I th- in particular? I think, I think that really just depends on the the possibility of the of like what the technology yeah, yeah. and what mm-hmm. and what's possible. Because like, hey, if you got free reign, like to do anything, and there was like you know no constraints in terms of budget or whatever, like mm-hmm. yeah, there could be some pretty flash fun things, you yeah. know. But I think like kind of like a some, I mean, if it was a thing, it would be somewhere in between, like something that I feel would be interesting and unique, but also something that I feel like everyone else could enjoy too. You know that it's not just like, you know, it's not going to have ruffles and like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like bling all over it or something. <laughs> something it's, that would be you know? ruffles. Yeah, yeah, no, because like, like, <laughs> like in, in the same thing, it's like it's um, taking. You, I think you can always still make things more interesting. You know, mm-hmm. and like. Um, maybe I would like bedazzle it a bit more, you know, even mm-hmm. if it, whatever what it was, but like, I don't know. I always, I always like yellow, you know, yellow is great. Um, you still I rocking mean, those yellow yeah. frames, the yellow wish frames? Yeah, I love the yellow wish mm-hmm. frames. The sunflower ones, they're so great. They're so vibrant. Yeah. You stand out, like your skating stands out so much more with those. <laughs> I'm sure he gets, like, Thanks. scrappy, you probably noticed that off the bat. You probably <laughs> did. You probably did. I don't know. I've, and I've always loved like the, the Australian, like, um, uh, I guess Olympic colors, the sporting colors, like the dark green and and gold, like the yellow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you know, they're just colors that always resonate with me. But yeah. like, I I'm, I don't have color. Um, you know, I don't limit myself to color. I don't discriminate with color because mm-hmm. uh, they're all so wonderful. Free you love all the colors. Like you love yeah. all the colors. But you know, I love I, I love all the details. You know, of stuff. You know, as you can see, like I've got 
Be, so if you had a there's pros- so many things. So like maybe I could, maybe there'd be some little extra stuff blittled in. I don't know. So yeah. if you had a pro skate, it'd be more more focused on the details than the actual maybe colors or something like that. Well, I think just as a person, that's what I'm always more interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, like like if I dress myself, it's like I'm always love like putting on a, the belts and 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 bracelets and all the little extra stuff. And I feel like the f- it's even like the way in which you like skating. It's like I love how like someone you know exits a trick. How Colin Kelso you know does mm-hmm. certain moves when he like goes out of a grind. You know, and the way he lands or the way Dominic Segona does. You know, like it's just you know the way like you put your arms like when when you land you know a trick it's like all of these things are like the unique stuff so like yeah find money details mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> good I, that. I had a yeah. i had a suggestion to john a while ago mm-hmm. uh, i was like uh, I, don't, I forgot how this topic came up but we started talking about like custom skates or a pro skate or something like that right. and i was like oh when robbie gets a pro skate he should have like a blank like an empty like a 908 or something like that like with no color in it and like have people like color your end color yeah kind of like color wow. it in type of thing and like see I what people that. come up with yeah you back that i would back that for sure <laughs> that's lovely <laughs> this yeah. is an interesting way to get people involved you know yep dandelion asked you wanted two more yeah dandelion asked what's your famous jack what uh favorite famous jacket famous jacket yeah I don't know if that was like a fashion question. Oh, I, well, oh, like out of like all like uh, I, guess, I guess like seventies guys, yeah, sixties like guys, like favorite. Uh, I don't know. Is that like a thing? That's a tough with, question. Uh, with, with, I'm, uh, I'm not sure exactly wh- where that's uh, directing. I don't know if that was like a fashion specific, thing. But I, uh, I mean, I definitely have clothes that like, you know, are favorites other than others, and like, mm. um, I mean, I'm kind of all more about like accessibility. I don't really like paying a lot of money for, for clothes, um, so like. I've never really bought a lot of really, you know, expensive items that might be like associated to brands or whatnot. Like I kind of just like finding stuff that's, you know, relatively accessible price wise and just, you know, having fun with it and just um, Mm -hmm. incorporating it in the wardrobe because it's more accessible, you know? So like my sister got me this jacket. uh, It's like a women's blazer. um, That's like, uh, it's, I'm trying to, it's like really Baroque and um, it's got like, it's, um, cream and brown and and a little bit of like a rust red and through it but like i've had it since 2007 and uh, she just bought it at a thrift store and i still wear it to this day mm-hmm. so like it's like kind of like stuff like that like i i still treasure those and i've maybe you know like that would have been like seven dollars for it or something yeah you know it's so like yeah it's kind of you're against spending it. a lot of money on on clothes i'm not against it because like some people you know that's where they might find a lot of passion like mm-hmm. they because in, in, I feel like in those instances, if you like spend a lot of money for you know a particular item, maybe you cherish it way way more, you know, because yeah, yeah. like you've you've worked hard to get it, you, you really like it, you know. Yeah. So like I don't think inherently I don't have any, I don't have anything against really expensive clothes, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. I just like personally haven't really been that interested to explore that aspect because like it's I expensive, just, <laughs> yeah, you know, like exactly yeah. the same point you know mm-hmm. and i don't know i've always been kind of uh just yeah about accessibility and just like having fun with it rather than just yeah have saving all my money to like buy this one thing yeah yeah totally. yeah where um be, cr- be creative with it as well helps you forces you to yeah and if i don't like it maybe i can pass it on to someone you know or whatever mm-hmm. you know and it, it didn't like break my bank account yeah, just to totally. buy this thing that like you know and, and i'm not really focused on like anything that's like trend orientated mm-hmm. so to speak that it's like oh i'm not gonna like that or maybe i'm not gonna like yeah. that in a year or something it's like like the same with that jacket i still wear it till this day and I, I remember buying one of my first jackets when i was 18 and i wanted to start dressing differently i went to a thrift store and i bought this like olive green 
uh, laced women's blazer, and and yeah, it was under ten dollars, and I st- I have it with me, and I still wear it to this day. Mm. Two thousand eight, you know, it's over ten years old. Yeah. So yeah, keep you know. your stuff nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to our last question, Farmer said, "What up?" Hey man, <laughs> I was literally just about to bring farm up. I was about to say you guys could probably like go shopping for like ruffle shirts. Or yeah, he said like Robbie that. just answered my question. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, I guess he yeah yeah. I I mean Chris has such an amazing you know fashion sense really? as well. And yeah. like it's you know it's awesome seeing him like put a new outfit together, yeah. and a new clip and stuff because mm-hmm. you know you can tell he loves it too. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah, it's rad. That is rad. You guys, you, you and you and Farmer should have a podcast together just about like fashion and clothes oh, and stuff we could, we, 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 <laughs> could just, we could just talk about Johnny be, Thunders and the Dolls it would have sure. to be a visual <laughs> podcast though true it has to be a visual podcast true um, alright VR let, VR <laughs> oh my god um, last question Chris Pilar what is your favorite use of music in a skate film Chris hey man um, say the question again sorry what's your favorite use of music in a skate film mm, I would say I would I, I mean I would say I'd want it to be emotive. Uh, favorite use of music, and I, that's yeah. why I figure I would probably use it because um, I would want to, it to express some kind of like emotion through it. Because I mean, like for instance, I hope this is what Chris is sort of getting at. If maybe you can comment otherwise, but mm-hmm. like for instance, like chapter two, I really at the point I really hadn't used you know like um, a disco funk track like at that mm-hmm. point, and I really like. I loved, um, you know, like Parliament and Funkadelic and whatnot, and and oh, and, and, and like, yeah, yeah and 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 and, and um, that P-Funk, that Earth man. Earth Wind and Fire track was like perfect because it had yeah. the BG Six reference and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah, but that. like, um, you know, I, I I wanted to explore that and have that as part, so I did. And then with um, with Paycheck, I didn't actually have the choice of of that track. Like Malcolm chose that one. Uh, the two tracks, which was the Billy Idol track and the Brian Eno track, the amazing thing about that was that they were both tracks that I probably, if I was editing, wouldn't have even thought to have chosen, mm-hmm. but they worked so well, which mm-hmm. was incredible because he had that outside perspective to choose, mm-hmm. you know, which that helped me actually give me a, a, a wider kind of perspective of how I could maybe see myself, which I then think informed my next part, which was Burn LA. And I, uh, I mean, I had two tracks at the David Bowie uh, track, Beauty and the Beast, and then I had this kind of obscure track by this group called Chris and Cozy called um, Parallelo Drill. And that was just like, yeah, it was like, um, I mean, it was done in the 90s. It was kind of like this like heavy hitting like techno, like electronic version of this track that Y did. And like, I just sort of wanted something completely unexpected to what people associated with myself and my image and mm-hmm. to have a completely different emotional response because that song was like really sort of hard, heavy hitting. And so I just, you should, yeah. yeah, you should use like NWA then. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean... Uh, I was going well, to ask something like that. Sick. Dan Liefeld like, remixed me and Montre uh, to a part in one of his Blade blogs years ago and that definitely had some like slow, maybe three, six mafia or something. Well, like a, I don't like know. a yeah, section of split of YouTube? Yeah, yeah. In his Blade blogs, there was... It's it may not be out there anymore, but I could have it downloaded on my lap on my hard drive or something. But um, or someone else might have it. Dead but it was like held, yeah, huh? it was black and white, and it was like footage from me from Seven Rats and Montre from uh, Truth Two, and yeah, it was interspersed. It mm. was I, I felt so honored to be like next to someone <laughs> like Montre, you know. Right. And it was and it was just such a great kind of um, juxtaposition, juxtaposition, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. you know. So yeah, um, I hope that answers your question, Chris. He's, yeah. He said just wanted to get him to talk about it, and it worked. Nice. Cool thank guy you. emoji. You. <laughs> well, um, I would like to say thank you. 
Well, thank pre- you both. Hell yeah, Appreciate thank having you, for you on. on. That was awesome. This is a great, I think, great show. I think thank you everyone of, for joining us. A lot too. of really good nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> I, I really like your yeah. perspective. Uh, nice perspective. I hope it's uh, enlightening. Definitely was. Definitely I've was. been enlightened, and I Hell think yeah, everyone who who uh, watched That's what it's all about. And I guess I should say, if anyone ever feels inclined to, you know, ask me something, yeah, always hit me up on, you know, on the chat on Instagram DM or something, because I'm always happy to chat with people and ask answer questions. There you go. You're a people person. Yeah. <laughs> and next time we talk to Scrappy, tell him Jump Street said what up. I All right. will. All right, cool. Yeah. I will. All right, cool. Maybe we'll get Scrappy on one yeah, day. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can get him a mug to drink. He can drink the Jamison out of it. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. You know oh what? God. I'm going to go up around uh, 125th every time I skate there. I'll keep my eye open. Yo, Scrappy. Scrappy. Yo, Scrappy. He's probably there. Yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Scrappy. Same yeah. corner. Yeah. All right, but... uh. If you don't follow us on Instagram by now, what the hell are you doing, What are you man? doing? Come on. We say this every episode. <laughs> follow doing? us on Instagram, Facebook, all that, iTunes, YouTube. Go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review, a comment, especially on this episode. Say, mm. wow, that was a really good episode. <laughs> uh, YouTube, like, hit the notification bell. So when we do a show, just bing. That bell works. Phone, like, yeah, like that a text. That bell works. And uh, yeah, if you liked anything you heard and you want us to keep moving forward, you know, a little money in the Patreon doesn't hurt. Makes us very it happy. Does not hurt. No, it, it helps us get this. Pizza <laughs> it helps to get the pizza that we just had. Beers and stuff to keep our guests happy. Yeah, definitely. So we appreciate that, and thank you again, Robbie. And uh, stay thank tuned because we will thank be coming back shortly, ten to t- 15, 20 minutes. We're gonna take a quick pizza break, then we'll be back. Yeah, we'll come with back our with our next a, guest. another very special guest. So make sure you have that notification bell mystery. on, so you get the notification when we go live again. That's right. All right, cool. Everyone, Sweet. we'll see you in a little bit. See you soon. Peace.